0: Seattle Sucks, a podcast about hating the city that we love. It's me, Colin, Greg, and Brian are hey. also here.
1: Hello. <coughs> Welcome.
0: <coughs> Welcome, my sick friends.
2: Uh, Colin, you know what I discovered yesterday?
0: <laughs> no, I don't. What did you discover, Brian? <laughs> There's
2: lots of additional Seattle Sucks content on Patreon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Whoa, there is? That's wild.
2: Yeah, it's only $5 a month. That's the price of a Starbucks coffee. That's
0: a fantastic deal. (laughs) Well, Greg started coughing, so Mm -hmm. don't blame me. Mm -hmm. Uh, So go check out that content out there on Patreon. We have hours and hours and hours of content, including a special episode even that was recorded on the boat during a cruise.
2: It's during a, the, a rather horrific rainstorm, actually, that you can hear in the episode. You can yeah.
0: only hear it there. Yeah. So if that <laughs> entices you, yep. every, go check a it whole out. A
1: whole episode more every week. Uh, mm-hmm. God knows you already have too many podcasts to listen to. and so why not make more? so much of our voice. but uh, It means you know, more Ari,
2: more Katie. More feces. More shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> more technocratic mares.
1: <laughs> yeah, so uh, I wonder if the listeners happened to notice on our uh, much-listened-to uh, Katie episode volume four last week, um, like me occasionally coughing, you know, because I was getting mm-hmm. over, you know, for a week I'd been getting over... Diarrhea three. ...a cold. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, I had noticed uh you coughing, although I did notice two weeks prior my coughing constantly in an episode. Right. And then yeah, the, four weeks the, prior gave to me. Yeah, then four weeks prior, uh mm. Collins coughing constantly yeah. in an episode.
1: Great stuff. Interesting. Yeah. We Ugh. all seem to have had unusually severe respiratory ailments yeah that justwal away a <laughs> month and a half
0: that is weird I wonder what that could have been and
1: uh you know as for me I almost never really get a cold uh, seriously like that and uh, yeah it, it had me down for several days uh whatever could be happening gentlemen
0: well it might be that pandemic covid 19 you hear about this
1: <laughs> uh, this is this is just like the The abject hilarity, if I can phrase it that way, of living in America in Mm -hmm. 2020 in the 21st century, to hear about like this impending something you already had uh, this impending yeah um, (laughs) pandemic virus that's shutting down commerce and shipping,
0: tanking the markets, tanking the markets,
1: (laughs) fucking causing pandemonium in places and. People start to talk about how, by the way, the U.S. is completely unprepared for this. Also, Mm -hmm. you know, the governments being run by, um, you know, right wing nut jobs Mm -hmm. and who, uh, you know, would just assume we all die. (laughs) Uh, Oh, no. And then the punchline comes and it's like once, you know, once people start actually, you know, administering any tests for this here in the seattle area in kirkland mm-hmm. uh it turns out uh, you know the news comes out like oh yeah the only way this makes any sense is if um 19 has been here spreading around widely for like six to eight weeks
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: yeah so cool yeah great
2: yeah, well, it, I mean, it really speaks to uh, the disastrous uh, health care system that functionally doesn't really exist in the United States in the sense that, uh, yeah, I was like horrifyingly sick for two weeks and it would not go away. But guess who doesn't have insurance and never went to the doctor and guess who went to work? Every day, with yeah. young, molding Went young minds yeah. every day, yeah. Uh, and I'm pretty sure I made some of my students sick. <laughs> pretty <laughs> sure I made Greg sick. Yeah, you uh, definitely, definitely made me Greg sick. sick. <laughs> now it only uh, really,
1: you know, had me out for like less than a week. But the, the residual, mm-hmm. little, little, you know, little it's sniffles and a, and a mm-hmm. little tiny little cough for like a solid week and a half after. It's just sort of now going away. But um, yeah. Uh, cool. We all had. We all had coronavirus, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, not outside the realm of possibility.
2: And again, when you uh, you have a system where you've literally trained everybody in the country to never seek medical help unless it's the absolute most dire circumstances and also to never miss work, even if you're well, sick. In this case, uh, that's really what the a, what a perfect thing here yeah. is
1: the inability for anyone, for most people in America, mm-hmm. to... T- to step out of work when they are when they get sick. Because uh, there's nothing, like, medical help would have done for you or me sure. in this case. Uh, that's there's what no. they always tell me
0: every time I go to the doctor. <laughs> no, maybe. Maybe. If you if you were bad when, enough, if you when need... When I went, they gave me Tamiflu, okay. even though I tested negative for the flu, and it helped yeah. me. It definitely helped yeah. me. Well, and the big you know, thing about people...
1: The, like, antivirals, you yeah. know, can help, like, a tiny bit, but, but they barely, even those, even Tamiflu barely does anything, like, maybe, like, yeah. it'll... It helps
0: the symptoms. It can help your symptoms a little, anyway.
1: maybe it helps, like, shortens your thing by, like, a day or something, but it's not, it's not really a cure. Um, They can't, you know, there's nothing... Yeah, yeah. This is, it's a cold. Well, It's just, it affects... <laughs> You know, some older people um, or people with compromised immune systems, extra bad. Yeah.
2: Well, the thing is, when you have a uh, disease going around or whatever, even if like going to the doctor, they can't solve it or whatever or cure it or whatever. The thing is, is like that's how you track yes. <laughs> like where it is and how it's moving and like you know, th- that's the important information that if you wanted to have, I don't know, a functional healthcare system yeah. and have any sort of functional response to. Uh, you know, pandemics, which are probably actually going to get worse as climate change gets worse and things like that. Uh, you know you you need to have that kind of information on the ground and uh as a country we just have chosen to never collect that information in any way right and yeah i mean the irony being that all the people that are like the best possible agents for spreading an illness you know as rapidly and as far as possible are the people who work jobs where you absolutely can't miss if you're sick and have no health insurance so if you work in a restaurant you're sick tough luck you know uh, you know, uh, you're at work, right? If you are a home health nurse and you're sick, tough luck. You're at yeah, work. because it, you know? it, It's
1: like, oh, you might make some people sick. Well, it's you or me, motherfucker. Because if I don't work, I'm yeah. just going to die. Yeah. So.
2: Yeah. And if you don't, if you uh, call homeless. up. Your, yeah. If you work at a restaurant, you call up the restaurant and tell them you can't come in because you're sick. You're fired. Yeah. You know, Uh I, you know, I know a preschooler, or somebody who used to work at preschool. And uh, guess what preschool teachers do when they're sick? They come to work and they cough all over your precious little children because they're not paid enough and they're not given sick time off, and they would be Certainly fired if they took paid it
0: off. sick yeah. time off.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, just a little, just a little food for thought. That luckily the uh, coronavirus is not as uh, deadly as the news media would make you think. But if we ever had like a Spanish flu redux. Like we'd be fucked. There'd be millions dead. In. Like it would, there, this country it would have no ability to <laughs> to stop it in any way. Like it would, it'd be a disaster. Yeah. Like um, unprecedented.
0: Yeah. Well, it may yeah. end up killing millions of people here. Right? Yeah. 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 All, uh, over the all, course, it'll yeah. be
1: you know over the course of like a couple of years or something. But yeah. like, No. Like uh, it says, yeah. Supposedly the death rates around two so percent. Yeah. That's that's higher than most. Uh, you know, clothes, yeah, yeah. Certainly. Yeah. So. That's no, not good. It's not good. It's not good. We, This is a shitty country. What are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: that's why you should probably uh, vote Bernie. Like, We need some sort of functional health care system. Why like, you should it's...
1: probably feel perfectly comfortable getting real fucking angry about uh, no. people getting in the way of uh, <clears throat> Bernie Sanders and his movement and Medicare for All. Yeah, People Her- like Joe Biden, who is uh, now being touted as the front runner, and... Uh, People like yes, Elizabeth Warren, mm-hmm. the uh, the conservative Republican who uh, will do anything like for power. left <laughs> left the Republican Party in the mid '90s when the Democrats had fully embraced corporate America and Republicans pivoted toward um, you know Christian fundamentalist uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Wedge issues and um, was just because of a, you know, basic nerdy sort of uh, obsession with regulation and, you know, capitalism following the rules. Um, she was adopted mm-hmm. by The Daily Show and other, like, supposedly left aughts media mm-hmm. as, like, this, um, you know, faux progressive and... Ran with it and was like, "Yeah, sure, that's who I am," you know, and uh, that's been the lie all this time. And this has brought out the truth. And now, now yeah. look what, now look where we are. The supposed candidate who is uh, supposedly no different from Bernie Sanders, Medicare for All, is now literally staying in the race to prevent the candidate for Medicare for All from being elected. Yeah, yeah. So and, I feel uh, good about all those snake emojis because yeah. These people are snakes.
2: Well, and every time... What and of people them, are going to die. Every time one of these Warren fans feeds you some line of horseshit about how uh, they would vote for ba- uh, you know, Bernie, but those mean online people... Uh, just remind them that it's totally cool that they are fine with killing 45,000 people a year in order to own the left. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, they're absolute <coughs> fucking human garbage, and you have no, you don't have to respect them in any way.
1: At this and point, after Bernie wins, we'll shove them all in the mud. this week,
0: <laughs>
1: ahead of South Carolina, in this town, I mean, I knocked on their doors, I, I argued with them on Twitter, or like, I'm still voting for Warren when she has, not, she's not come above fourth in any primary Mm -hmm. so far. Now she has not gotten a single delegate since uh, Iowa, and people. I mean, these are the we've heard for so fucking long about the 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 pathology of Bernie support, right? Like, Mm -hmm. and I mean, Jesus Christ! Like, what do you what do you say to someone who's like? I just really like Elizabeth Warren when it's like, uh, yeah, she's not like she's not a real candidate, and Never now was. she's just saying that. Yeah, no, it was clear from it was clear. Look, I think it's pretty clear now. Lo, lo, you know, a lot of people come to this conclusion. You know, you were saying this last mm-hmm. night, Brian.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, she she's known she wasn't going anywhere since January, since before Iowa. Yeah, and because that is when she started to turn on Bernie. Yeah. Just before Iowa. Yeah. And that means she knew then this wasn't going to go down. And she probably made a fucking deal with Joe Biden, who was yeah. up in the polls uh, nationally until uh, two weeks ago. You yeah. Know? So she made. I, I absolutely believe she made the deal to do the bidding, go after Bernie and now stay in the race to be the VP for Biden.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, she was going to attack Bernie. So Biden or whatever, keep his hands clean or more likely uh, they just thought Biden was not mentally capable <laughs> of the work. Right. And so they had Elizabeth do it for him. Uh, I, you know, having talked to now some people who've been out canvassing and like heard some canvassing stories, you know, on other podcasts and things like that. I mean, it is telling that the thing that came, comes up over and over again is if you knock on the door and they're a Biden head, you can talk with them, maybe yeah. even sway them. If you knock on the door and uh, they're a Tulsi head, they're going to let you in, right? If you knock on the door and they're like a Trump supporter, even some of them you can talk to and like yeah. get somewhere with Absolutely. them. Absolutely. But if it's a Warren person or a Buttigieg person... You might as well just turn right, fuck around, because they're like psychotically dedicated and they hate parties. That's Sanders. true in, in
1: Seattle. <laughs> yeah. um, that is my like. They're like glassy-eyed and mm-hmm. smug right now. Yeah. In Iowa, it's different. Iowa people just want to talk, you know, period. They're friendly and they they like you, they'll, they they live whole, in Iowa. Like, right? Talking about pilot, politics <laughs> is like they're sort of they they expect it, and so you could talk to Warren people in Iowa. It was also earlier. It was it was yeah. when. You had to, you could, you know, if you were not uh, a Warren supporter, you could still be like, yeah, hey, this could happen. Yeah. Um, you know, and pro- those are the people who are a lot of maybe, you know, you'd run into. They're probably Bernie was their second choice, you know. Yeah, yeah. Those people have already probably switched. Bernie, oh yeah, I think all know? those people
2: have switched over. So now, like that, the window is closing on her. Uh, uh, what is left Seattle- of her fan base is they're the cult members who like still think they're gonna get to the meteor, right? Like, yeah. you know, everybody well, killed themselves in the basement, but I could be not, you know, <laughs> I, yeah, I get a sudden too. But it's so perfect
1: because <laughs> yeah. these are this these are your your diehard Seattle progressive mm. liberals. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The quintessential people who are actually conservative uh mm-hmm. but you know think they're uh think they're cultural progressives and you know see this as you know through the lens of just a bunch of signifiers and view this as a a pageant that they get Mm. to like you know uh you know pick their characters in and like uh, uh yeah just absolutely wretched yeah yeah right on yeah, so make so,
2: uh, sure we're all going to die. Yeah, so maybe I'll something lighter.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> some good news. Um, I think you found this, Brian. Mm-hmm. And basically, very recently, the city official who was overseeing Seattle's homeless response resigned.
2: Yeah. Yeah, he had a, uh, him and his staff had a little meeting with the city council. To discuss the uh successes of the navigation team. And once you know it, the Bernie Bros on the council just roasted them. Yeah, just would not uh, <laughs> let them. For the I, record,
1: Morales is still to this day a Warren Stan.
2: Yeah. Well, hilariously apparently To this day online. Yeah. I, it's just I I, I embarrassing Check honestly yeah. embarrassing. she's
1: retweeting Warren shit today
2: uh, well apparently it was mainly Sawant as you would imagine and Miskata actually just going to town on this fucking team because they kept trying to show this bullshit powerpoint where they'd be like yeah you know we're helping lots of people find services and then they'd be like you just told us 96% of people don't get services and like oh well, yeah but we're helping them and like <laughs> you literally are not like it basically just wouldn't let them like lie anymore right like wouldn't let them bullshit them anymore and the end result was uh, you know again uh, (laughs) that video game image of just the silhouette Jason Johnson (laughs) (laughs) after apparently getting yelled at for two hours he wasn't having it so he quit and apparently the two people under him uh, retired
0: (laughs) (laughs) they were replicants
2: yeah um, and you know, it, it should get said that Erica Burnett did like a ton of very good yeah, reporting she, on this. She yeah, broke was, the
0: story, right? And yeah, I
2: was like really on top of it. So see is for Crank. Go check that out. But uh, just like a little background before we even go into her piece on it. Uh, Jason Johnson, at the beginning of last year, uh, they had promoted or uh, uh, Jenny had uh, put him forward to the council to be the head of the Human Services Department. Uh and basically the council, the city council and talking with them were like, uh, you have lots of people who've complained about you being abusive <laughs> at work and like we think that you're just an extension of Jenny Durkin and just you know, are just gonna do whatever the mayor's office says and all this kind of stuff. And uh it clearly was looking very bad. So Jenny just pulled his nomination and then appointed him the interim head of the (laughs) Human Services Division, basically completely uh, bypassing the council thing and just making him de facto head of the division, anyways. And if I
0: remember correctly, wasn't Sawant the head of the committee that was responsible for approving his? Yeah,
2: and I believe it was once again at, at the hearings. It was Sawant so basically was just like
0: not happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just
2: re- just like endlessly roasting up. Yeah, and at which point caused uh, Jenny to panic and then just appoint <laughs> 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 Which, by the way, what you know, what an amazing system that. Uh, yeah, you know, we have this like uh, balance or whatever, and that the mayor, you know, proposes somebody, but the council has to approve them. Unless, of course, the mayor thinks the council won't, in which case they can just appoint him. <laughs> 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 uh,
0: yeah, we we did a show on this at some point. Yeah, uh, maybe we'll find the episode. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, go back in the know, archives. This, yeah. this
1: all is part of this um, sort of grim history of the navigation teams, which at you know. Is just one iteration of uh, the Durkin administration's like response, like sort of uh, dystopic and uh, Orwellian response to yeah. uh, our, you know, homeless population and the demands put on mm. uh, on the mayor's office by sort of the foaming right wing in this yeah. town, and you know. As we've documented, we've talked about, she's essentially caved to, um, the sort of right-wing position here, which is that we need to use the cops to sweep these people out of the city, um, and treat them like human trash, and the navigation team frame was always just, you know, a, a... A ruse. To use the language of SPD. (laughs) Oh, God. A ruse. Um, Yeah, on the rest of us. Yeah, it was always bullshit, like, just sort of um, trying, you know, something that signaled, uh, like, some kind of effort to help that was obviously Mm -hmm. always meant to just obfuscate the real effort. So, I mean, it's worth just sort of reiterating what the navigation teams were about. Uh, The idea was always we're going to have this initiative from the city to go out and connect with the people on the street and try and get them connected up with services. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And that is going to involve, you know, contractors from uh, homeless services organizations, um, Mm -hmm. philanthropic organizations, social workers, and there'll be some cops on hand and, (laughs) you know, in just in case they're needed and that's the sort of press release version. And in actual practice, yeah. this was cops come, social workers uh, tr- like hurriedly try to like you know talk to these people before they're arrested or just have to scurry away because their shit is being bulldozed mm. and loaded into a garbage truck to be like incinerated somewhere. Yeah. And um, yeah. So it was always just a pure sort of. Uh, Anti-homeless gentrification in the harshest sort of possible terms with yeah. the the police, the tool of the police state.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and in, in to just be 100 percent clear, this whole thing, the debate about Jason Johnson when he was nominated, this whole thing about him being roasted now and you know quitting and all this shit is about sweeps. Right. Yeah. This has always been about sweeps. And yeah, prior to the navigation team, they had the police doing the sweeps. They were brutal. There were several high-profile police murders of homeless people involved uh, or uh, during the sweeps. Uh, and So the navigation teams was a response to try and clean that up and be like, well, instead of sending the police, we'll send uh, social workers and things like that. And, uh, of course, Durkin's been against that. And this kind of pits us to where we are, which I think, in, uh, uh, if we want to pick up the article right here, I think...
0: Yeah, yeah. So again, this is posted in the CS for Crank, which is Erica C. Barnett's uh, online journal. Basically, um, the headline is: Human Services Director Resigns Days After Contentious Meeting Leaves Navigation Team's Future in Question. And we're going to start from about the middle, uh, but please feel free to go check this out, and we'll link to it as well. Under Johnson's leadership, the navigation team, which removes encampments from parks and public spaces, shifted its focus away from its nominal purpose, navigating homeless people to shelter and housing, to simply removing encampments whenever they pop up in parks, on rights of way, and in other public spaces, with no advance notice or offers of shelter or other services. As the team's latest quarterly report revealed, the navigation team now declares virtually all the encampments that encounters exempt from all of the once standard notice and outreach requirements established in 2017 by deeming them obstructions, a designation that allows the team to remove them right away. And this is contentious too. I I think this point is being challenged like in the courts, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. So basically this is... So, the West Coast since the 90s has been passing, it's not just the West Coast, but it started in the West Coast and it's like spread across the country. But it's been passing what are called sit lie ordinances, which essentially make it illegal to sit down or lie down on a sidewalk or whatever, right? In a public space. Now, every time they pass one of these, it goes to the courts and the courts shoot it down, and say, like, that's, you know, you can't do that, right? And so, what they've done is they've gotten around it. By finding these little things like, oh, you know, we can't, like, arrest somebody for sitting down on the sidewalk because that's clearly just targeting people for being poor. But, you know, there is uh, uh, in most city, uh, you know, the, the responsibilities of the city, there is a responsibility to, like, remove obstructions. Now, what that means is, like if part of a building falls over and it's blocking the road, it's the city's responsibility to move it, right? Not the person necessarily who owned the building, right? Uh, but the way they use it is, well, a human's an obstruction too, <laughs> so they have to be removed.
1: Or their and camp. Their, their, yeah, their, their tent. Li- the stuff they right? in or yeah. with.
2: Um, yeah. And so this was a way to get around the uh, court's rejection of set lie ordinances.
1: But it's not even just... Uh, the rationale for arresting it is for even to a lesser ex- or in a less serious way there had been again in the original framework that was put forward um, that these sweeps were supposed to operate under or the navigation team there were rules for you know giving people advance notice to pack up their shit and go and um, somewhere else because they were... This was going to be shut down, you know? And so they're using this obstruction thing mm-hmm. as, like, a reason to get around that. It doesn't actually make any sense. It doesn't have to. It's just a a, a a loop of legal logic that just, you know, justifies... Gives them some words to say in a press conference that justifies them showing up uh, and rousting people. Because it ultimately it's not... Because what they under what that tells you is that they understand that. Because you, you you could almost think to yourself, well, isn't it? Wouldn't it be good enough to give a homeless, you know, a small encampment of homeless people on you know some county or city property somewhere, uh, notification that the city didn't want them there anymore, and give them twenty four hours to pack up their stuff and leave? And the answer is no, because the people, you know, the Durkin administration and the people behind these programs know that 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 is a severely missed opportunity to harass and mm-hmm. damage the lives of these people yeah. if you give them notice to leave they can pack up their stuff what they have built of a life they're trying to get back together um, the few belongings they have maybe the um, the ties they have made they can maybe somehow maintain by mm-hmm. reaching out to you know, somewhere to get a new place to stay, but that you miss the opportunity to steal all their stuff and destroy it, mm-hmm. getting them back to being just like a, a even person more destitute the they were before. Yeah. Um, and harassing them, you know, getting yeah. roughed up by the cops, getting scared, possibly causing an incident that mm. uh, can get someone arrested, which you know, again, gets you them more you're more likely through that scenario to get them in the two place in the two or three places you want them which is either somehow maybe actually scared out of the city altogether mm-hmm. thrown in jail um, where you really want them or you know gosh if things go really well it's just dead
2: yeah you know? yeah and I mean I think that that is that really speaks to the logic right that the logic of the sweeps is that it's a punishment. Yeah, and the whole and the and again the reasoning behind it is, if we punish them enough, they'll go away, right? Yeah. Now I will point to so Erica Burnett had another article that came out earlier in the week called uh, "Council Grill's Navigation Team on Low Success Rate," but uh, in this she suggests another reason, which is equally dystopian, uh, about the uh, refusal to post notices and things like that, and. um... So she writes, there's a perverse incentive for HSD to continue calling things obstructions that are not obstructions, in the commonly understood meaning of that term, and to keep clearing encampments where they know people will either be absent or will not accept their offers of shelter. If the navigation team had a higher success rate, the system would quickly run out of beds to accept all of their referrals. On an average night, according to the navigation team's own report, there are about 12 beds available uh, among the ones set aside for navigation team referrals. Half of these are in basic shelters where people sleep crowded together in bunks or on the floor, the type of shelter people who live in tents are the least likely to accept. Fundamentally, the system only works, in quotes, because most people don't take shelter. If they did, the system would break down, right? Right. So part of it, too, is yeah. if, if this system functioned any way like they write it up, it would fall apart because we actually have no interest in sheltering any of these people.
1: Right. That's right. the issue. So they get to have these interactions. They get to sweep this stuff. Yeah. And and the it never comes up that every day a social worker is trying to connect up. These homeless people with beds that don't exist because that would be the data point that would be coming out of this if you were actually trying to help these people and that would you know uh, shine some light on the the actual basic questions here which is that you know we don't provide Mm. uh, the resources necessary to change these people's lives or our system when when our whole system is creating homeless people all the time
2: yeah Well, maybe we should go on, though, because maybe it'll get better.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we'll see. As Johnson articulated on Wednesday, HSD considers any encampments or tent in any park to automatically constitute an obstruction, whether it's actually obstructing anyone's ability to use the park or not. In the last quarter, the team provided advance notice and outreach to just 11 encampments compared to 292 encampments that were deemed obstructions or hazards and removed without warning. This is likely among many reasons that only a tiny fraction of the team's contacts with people living in encampments lead to shelter. At the, at the same time, the total number of encampment removals has continued to escalate. In the last quarter of 2019, according to a memo by Council Central staff, the number of encampment removals doubled compared to one year earlier. This escalation corresponded with annual increases in the size of the team. Over two years, the team ballooned from 16 members, including eight outreach workers from nonprofits that specialize in case management, to 38, which allowed the team to remove encampments seven days a week. Also, over that period... (laughs) There's
2: no rest, you know, gotta gotta (laughs) keep that fucking shit rolling.
0: Um also over that period, con- contracted outreach workers from REACH, Evergreen Treatment Services, stopped participating in encampment removals, citing the damage their participation caused to their relationships with the vulnerable people they serve, which prompted the city to hire two in-house system <laughs> navigators to, to be on site <laughs> during encampment sweeps. The Seattle Police Department also trained 100 bike and community police team officers to remove encampments directly directly vastly increasing the number of police officers who can remove encampments without any participation from outreach workers
1: system navigators report to the master control program. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, uh,
2: love to live in a city where everything runs like the matrix, you know, like it was some bullshit fucking names and, but but that, that was last, a Tron
1: reference actually. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ.
2: Uh, that gotcha. last little bit, though, I think highlights what's actually happened here, which is, so we moved to the navigation teams because we had this brutal system of police sweeping of encampments that got to be so embarrassing and so awful that they, you know, tried to change it around. And in less than a year, we're 100% right back where we were, which is right back to the police do the sweeps, right? Yeah,
0: and now they do it more often.
2: Yeah, yeah. And that basically, like, literally nothing's happened other than they've become, like, more uh, emboldened or more, you know, they've, they've been given more resources, essentially, to do this. Which, again, speaks ex- exactly the whole drama with SPD in the city in the first place, is that they're literally completely unreformable. Like, nothing because there's no will amongst the wealthy in the city to do anything about the police, nothing ever sticks. Like they, you know, just like the consent decrees in the toilet, yeah. they
1: haven't made a single reform
2: because of it. Well, absolutely. You know, to the contrary uh, in the same thing. Yeah. I mean,
1: rather, yeah, rather than there being any possibility of reform in any of this. In fact, there is mm-hmm. enormous effort being sustained to deflect and dodge and stall the pressure of activists from mm-hmm. vaguely from the left or from just you know human the human side of this
0: non navigators
2: yeah yeah, the, I, yeah I, I guarantee the people at
1: Reach are not malice
2: yeah the the
0: users yeah. Yeah. it's the users
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no but but I mean this look there's this was this a let there was a lot of outcry specifically about the sweeps there always has yeah. been and this whole long sort of twisted episode with the navigation teams mm-hmm. has been this slow sort of stall mm-hmm. uh, to sort of dissipate that um, mm-hmm. pressure. Uh, and this is the, this is what, you know, you're up against if you're trying to um, fight on, you know, the city level, certainly in this town, for like the lives of human beings um there is you know there are these just mammoth forces arrayed to sort of like hold your forehead back and while mm-hmm. you swat at them and to delay and sort of dodge out of your way to spin you know a bunch of bullshit mm-hmm. in the press to to have these dialogues go on this has just been this sort of long winding uh propaganda mission that has you know where are we now i mean pe- we're still more people are becoming homeless mhm cuz we ha- and you know we've talked about this before too cuz like okay we've there next year okay now i mean there's like miles of just insane chaos to go through through mm-hmm. the presidential election before this happens but like it's a mayoral election in this town one can imagine that you know mayor jenny the arch conservative democrat cop um being a real you know having been a real impediment to Uh, substantive positive change in the city that unseating her and putting in a more favorable Mm -hmm. uh, mayor would do you a lot of good Um, and maybe it could maybe it it could but like what we've talked about before Mm -hmm. uh, has has come up uh, these last two weeks which is that the second you really try to do anything on the municipal level in this country Mm -hmm. the state comes in yeah. and we'll start to fuck you yeah, and yeah. um that is what's been you know this is i mean it was i mean i mean i know brian you said exactly this on this mm-hmm. podcast about the tax amazon issue mm-hmm. that if you pass something like this yeah the state would likely step in because it's what they do everywhere to one degree or another and this this is like a relatively small scale thing where they're they're trying to pass um this preemption bill in olympia that would make it illegal to uh tax in this way but you know uh the more radical shit you try the more you get out of line the more you know in a lot of states whole cities have just been had their governments replaced by um, state-appointed management? Yeah, um,
2: I mean that's what happened with uh, when they decided that Detroit's uh, political leadership was not trustworthy enough. Is they literally just sacked the entire elected leadership of Detroit and put a, and put a bank in charge? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I mean one of those weird things that we never talk about in America. I mean we complain about uh, you know uh, we fantasize about like Russian bots and things like that. Yet these weird things never seem to come up in our discussions of democracy. But, yeah, real weird, you know. And, yeah, I mean, the whole thing about, like, the state stepping in, it wasn't like I was a fucking fortune teller, but that's literally the playbook. It's, it's, yeah, it's happened everywhere. If you pass it on the local level, you block it at the state level. and they pass it on the state level, you block it at the national level, right, you know. And, you know, this is what Marx talked about when he talked about the dictatorship of the capitalist class. He wasn't saying like, oh, they're going to wear, you know, army uniforms and declare themselves, you know, fearer for life, although sometimes they do that. What he meant was, is they control every level of government, including most importantly, the bureaucracy of the government. And that's where they foil all your plans <laughs> to make the world More democratic or more livable, right? They foil it at those very boring levels of policy and whatnot and execution.
1: Yeah, Yeah, and they, but they, you know, the part of that playbook is to allow you to think Mm -hmm. that change is possible on a scale that is ultimately fictitious, right? Yeah, yeah. By a by, you know, allowing, you know. Electoral democracy, mm-hmm. you know, we get we have this illusion that we can change these things, but when you do try to actually change them, you find out, wait, it doesn't work. So, yeah. by having, um, yeah, by having a city, an elected city council, you can come up with these uh, brilliant plans to tax Amazon mm-hmm. and, and put a lot of energy into that. And it turns out, maybe that wasn't in your power ever anyway. Yeah. You know? Um, Now, we don't know how this is going to shake out ultimately, you know? Well, it's, you know, it's the thing that,
2: uh, like, Sawant stressed and that Bernie has stressed too, which is that you're you're not going to win any of these changes or reforms by going into the voting booth, right? Right. That might be part of it, but that ain't, that's nowhere near the whole thing, and it's literally the least that you're gonna do. <laughs> and it's, it's a
1: prerequisite, maybe, maybe but it's not but, the fight. You yeah, know, yeah,
2: yeah, and uh, and I think you know for what victory swan has had at the city level, you know, we've seen what's taken, which is packing the city council full of people, you know, getting people in the streets, things like that. But you know, at a national level, you know, I mean the promise of if Bernie got elected is there's lots of things he can do on his own as president. And he actually is sincere about shit. Unlike Obama, who was always full of shit, but, uh, there's things he could do at the presidential level, right. That, uh, would open up the door to a lot of, you know, a lot of political action that is promising, right? Like he can, again, he can take, he can like end the stranglehold on labor, right? Like mm-hmm. Reagan basically unilaterally – there's a lot of labor laws in the books that actually protect you from your employer that just Reagan unilaterally stated we're just not going to enforce in any way anymore and that every president since him has dutifully not enforced that Bernie could come in and just do it. Yep. Right. Like, I mean, he could just like literally every company now is like blatantly, obviously, and in the open engage of massive illegal activity that he could just come in and start stomping on those fuckers. Yeah. Right. And that would open the door for labor in a huge way. Right. That would open the door. Yeah. You know. But if he gets in there and he does that you know we have to do that right like like yeah. there there has to be movement in the street like, he can't like open the door for us a little bit and then everybody just go ah you know
1: this is what's frustrating about mm-hmm. you know this battle this presidential election regarding these these uh warren people mm mm-hmm. mhm this is the difference, right? This is the actual mm-hmm. difference, is this understanding. You know, when they were trying to tell us, oh, they're the same, you know, this is the difference, this understanding of how the system actually works that actually is not just about this set of policies. Yeah. It is about a theory of, like, how the system works and how to change it and what needs to be changed that is fundamentally on another fucking planet. And, you know, but that's a, you know, that's a, a level of understanding that, you know, um, you're not necessarily going to get through to a comfortable liberal dickhead. Sure. You yeah, know, he thinks
2: things are going well
1: PMC for right now. academic, like, fucking yeah. uh, dork. Uh, <laughs> Craig's looking at me when he says that, but <laughs> <now. laughs> <laughs>
2: It's just staring Colin down. Whatever.
1: We all know Colin was a yang gang.
2: But, yeah. Uh... <laughs>
0: was. <laughs> yeah, as I was just saying,
2: and, uh, I saw you up on that bridge. <laughs> <Hong for Yang. laughs> but no, um, yeah, I mean, if you mm. legitimately... All those people that like all oh, but she has plans. If you legitimately believe that Elizabeth Warren had mm. some sort of uh, secret plan for passing a Medicare for all bill or whatever <laughs> that was strictly based on political maneuvering in D.C., you are not intellectually or emotionally prepared for the fight to come. Like you are a dumb child and probably
1: should sit this one out. <laughs> well, you're, you know, you're a part of this, you know, this comfortable professional class mm-hmm. that is just tuned in to politics enough to be dangerous.
2: Yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: Like ju- po- they see it as part of their sort of cultural, um, duty to like, you know, Read a little news, watch a little daily show. Well, you know,
0: it is literally the Breitbart thing of politics being downstream from culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. It, it's essentially conservative, yes, in its worldview. And it's that, oh, I, 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 it's this belief like I am, I am of the middle class, I, mm-hmm. you know, I'm of the hoi polloi, I, you know, I follow the news, and so I, uh, what that makes you is susceptible to conservative uh sort of yeah. bamboozlement and uh, and uh, mystification. You know,
2: yeah, 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 because your life is like unexamined. So <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah, you're you're just willing to believe whatever horseshoe. And I, I think
0: that's a perfect um a perfect word for the navigation team. That yeah. it's been mystified. Right, it's gone yep. through this. Mm-hmm transmogrifier that's turned it from this quasi beneficial thing to a police force and that does violence against people that are invisible and the violence is invisible to you as a liberal right like Mm -hmm. you're not clued into any of this and it still has its nice name still has the same name on the tin right you're just
1: clued in on this surface level enough to just acquiesce to it to go oh yeah the, they said they're helping homeless people well the aesthetics <laughs> yeah. have like
2: the, the the aesthetics knob has moved just yeah. enough that when you read it it's like uh navigation team uh removes 100 people from the planet and like, oh navigation <laughs> team that's nice as opposed to you know swat yeah right or, you know, like that, that
0: stormtroopers
2: that, yeah he didn't like the way that sounded so you know just change the name of it
0: yeah you know? yeah Uh, Okay, well, there's only two more paragraphs left. Um, Johnson's departure and and the underlings uh, leave the future of the navigation team in question. Although most of the functions of the homelessness division are moving over to the new King County Regional Homeless Authority, which we have not yet talked about on the show, (laughs) over the course of 2020, the city insisted on keeping the navigation team in-house, moving it to another division within HSD, likely Youth and Family Services, Yeah, that kind of tells you everything again. The council, which has been reluctant to rein in Durkin's yearly expansion of the team, may finally balk this year as council member Teresa Mosqueda takes over as head of the budget process. And whoever Durkin nominates to replace Johnson should expect intense scrutiny. As new council member Morales, a former member of the city's Human Rights Commission, who opposes encampment sweeps, puts it, Seattle deserves leadership who listens, even when they might not like what they have to say. And it's incumbent on the city's leadership to include the community for HSD's next director in the hiring process.
2: Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I I think the main sort of takeaway from that is that Mosqueda is running for mayor. And that basically... She's gonna make life difficult on whatever like Durkin shit is right now. So what it came down to is the city council had been actually playing along with this, this yeah, navigation yeah. team ruse. But now that I think Durkin is weak and Miskata wants her job, like they're going to actually put their foot down a little bit. None of that should make you feel good in any way. Because it means that, like, this is strict, this has no, like, principle behind it. It's a football. Yeah. You know, a power play or whatever, right? Which, you know, who knows? Maybe Miskata's sincere about it. I don't know. But, like, it doesn't, it shouldn't make you feel good.
1: Well, (laughs) that's for sure. Listen to, you know, that the what I guess was the best pull quote for uh, from Morales is we need leadership on this yeah. that will listen to the Seattle the city council and it's like that's 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 pretty fucking weak like yeah. actually that's not the problem it's not yeah. that they're not hearing you it's that they're playing a game on a completely different a level you're not willing to engage in because they're yeah. just coming to you and lying to your face in the city and trying yeah. to spin. And you're like, well, you're not really listening. And I- I'm sorry, that's just not actually what's happening here. This is a, cons- a right-wing conservative city government that is using mm-hmm. the its police force as thugs to roust the poorest, most va- vulnerable population in the city. And they're doing that in broad daylight, and you know it and everyone knows it. So if you can't just say that, yeah, if you are going to sit here and buy... Like at least implicitly buy most of this frame here that we're all working toward the same goal here, but you're just not listening.
0: Who does then that remind
1: you of? Just fuck yeah.
2: off, you know. Yeah. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and I mean the thing is too is to, to understand like how crazy it is that Morales would have such a milk toast and bland response to this. I mean, imagine the response from Dirk and her city council. I get this like I mean you don't all have to say it, but imagine the response that they had gone to one of the wealthy neighborhoods in Seattle. The police had uh, had rousted, just shown up one day. Just rousted everybody in the neighborhood out of the thing, burned their houses to the ground, took all their shit, threw it in a fucking dumpster, and just literally told them, "Get the fuck out, or we're taking it. We're gonna put you in a fucking cage, or I'm gonna fucking murder you if you don't leave right now." Right? And this parade of rich people just <laughs> yeah. wandering through the city. Right? Imagine if this happened. I don't think you'd be getting such milk toast responses uh, that have like no. Y- even with context seem to have no to be devoid of any meaning. I don't think you'd be getting that kind of response, right? And it only happens because the homeless are not human and nobody cares about them because they're poor, right? And that's how this country is structured.
1: And to the extent that Morales is is someone who, you know, maybe has some fucking empathy, what she's demonstrating Mm -hmm. here though, for this problem is demonstrating is that she does not have a politics that understands yeah what is going on here and how to even begin to fight it so no. she you know she's it, like I am she's in there now going like I am a better person now filling this role in this government I mm-hmm. I am a job know, done yeah I'm yeah that's I'm, it. I'm a good
2: person <laughs> mission and accomplished I'm here. mission accomplished yeah and I mean the thing is even if she has like. A ton of empathy or whatever for the homeless, like the fact that she's willing to subsume that in order to, you know, exude the proper aesthetic to seem like the good professional at the city council, uh, it, that's telling, you yeah. know, that's that's not good, and again, you shouldn't feel good about it in any way, uh,
1: you know, well, it, it's, it's to gross. the extent that electoral politics has any any possibility at all of. Mm-hmm gaining and exercising you know real power it the only way that that is possible is by continuously electing the <clears throat> absolutely most rabid radical people mm-hmm. like bernie sanders and shama Swant who will just you know if this was a council of nine shama Swant's, mm-hmm. uh you know, you might be able to get something done. Um, yeah, or, or, yeah, you know,
2: when it, in the the sort of language... Who aren't going to
1: take shit, you know, like yeah. Who will not buy the frame, who will no. not act in the, the way that they're expected to by the conservative mm-hmm. uh, leadership, you know, like...
2: Yeah, and we'll present an actual, like, principled and moral case that treats what's happening as, uh, you know, a serious thing. Like a real thing that's yeah.
1: happening that's in the yeah, real world. Yeah, it's very
2: reminiscent of when the first pictures of, like, the uh, prisons on the U.S.-Mexico border started to come out and everything, and people started calling them what they literally were, which was concentration camps. Yeah. And there was that big fight amongst liberals of, like, if you say <laughs> the mean words, then uh, we can't have politics or whatever. And, uh, you know... Snakes, we, all of them. Yeah. yeah and you you, you have to understand is that those are the people that keep camps open, right? You know, all of history's greatest crimes, like, you know, Germany wasn't full of a million garbles. They're full of a million people saying, you can't call it the mean word, what they're doing. Like, you know, look these guys are in charge and they deserve our respect. So we got to, you know, it was that shit.
1: Right. And we're yep. like, we yeah. have to oppose them respectfully.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, know, some of those...
1: with, with, uh, with dignity and professionalism and
2: yeah. And those manners. The, yeah. And those are the people that actually create, you know, the worst like human disasters. Yeah. That to their happened. credit. Yeah.
1: They probably did survive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so how were they wrong? Were they wrong? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You but, know the, the the liberals who mm, who only very politely like maybe mm-hmm. once or twice in the early years um, voiced <laughs> their discontent yeah. uh probably lived through 1945. It's the flip yeah. side yeah.
0: of the banality of evil.
2: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and it, it, it um yeah. and yeah, and I mean in the other takeaway from the concentration camps incident was Part of I think it became very apparent that part of the reason they were so upset about that framing was that it was working, right? That finally people were calling the thing what it actually was, and it was allowing people that hadn't engaged in the topic prior to actually understand to what it. What well, the fuck was happening? Right? Uh, and, I think
1: there was a and there was a generalized negative reaction to that mm-hmm. in uh in the sort of political class. There was another. S- specific reaction that some people Mm -hmm. saw and had which was you can't say that because you are dangerously close to seriously implicating the previous democratic administration in crimes against humanity and uh that was that was voiced specifically yeah. by a number of times, and yep. uh, was you know was on the minds of people like Nancy Pelosi, and yeah,
2: yeah, which is exactly how poisonous and awful this sort of system is, and yeah, exactly I, why I, you
1: need someone like Bernie Sanders who yeah. actually has distance from the people, d- has it actual distance like from this shit, yeah. and doesn't have to, uh, yeah. does, it doesn't have to protect protect a previous fucking legacy. Yeah, yeah he like, doesn't like them like they don't Joe like Biden, him. yeah, whose whole fucking claim to legitimacy here is. Yeah, it is based on that th- this very tainted uh, legacy of the Obama administration.
2: Yeah. And I remember, uh, yeah, in the height of all that, somebody had posted around this picture, which was, of course, fucking disgusting of a prison bus full of like uh, child seats. Right. Yeah. For the children that you're going to put on the prison bus. And everyone's was like, you know, rightfully, it was like, this is disgusting. Donald Trump's got to go or whatever. And then somebody did the reverse Google image search on it and found out the image was from 2014. <laughs> yeah. And This it, happened a lot. Yeah. And yeah. it was like, yeah. And I just remember that one specifically really sticking out. And all of a sudden, like all those people, instead of the correct response to that, it's like, oh, shit. I had no idea that was happening. Donald Trump has to go and Obama also should be fired into the sun. Yeah. Like they should both be fired into the sun. Or right? I should, or at yeah. least
1: I should take a minute to yeah. be a little introspective about yeah. my politics and, and try and figure something out here. You know, yeah. take a and minute.
2: It, and instead a ton of the people just dropped it. you right. are like, oh, yeah. oh, I can't talk about it now. Cause Obama did it
1: too. Well, see that, that's what I mean. I think in a, the main sort of vocalization was on this level of manners, but I think that, Mm -hmm. that current went around enough, it hit, it touched enough people that that is what made a lot of people shut up real quick because they did not know how to process that.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, Trump, proving himself to be a better strategist politically than Hillary Clinton, uh, did come out <laughs> instantly and just say, hey, I'm just doing all the stuff Obama did, which honestly was probably the smartest thing you could say as far as getting away with it or whatever. But oh my yeah, God, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But well, uh, it happens
1: to be true. So, yeah, to, to, yeah. to, to a large extent.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, which there's a uh, I, I would encourage people to. I think it's on, I don't remember where the hell it was, but there's an interview with Daniel Denver, actually, who writes about immigration, where he talks about that literally the child separation policy that Trump had was because Obama had a family imprisonment policy that had finally gone up in front of a federal judge, because, of course, people had opposed it, and the federal judge said, yeah, this is inhumane, you can't do this. So Trump's reaction to that court ruling was, well, what if we split them up? In which case, maybe it's also inhumane or whatever. But, but it has, it has to, to go through, go through back the courts because court court yeah, you're get. not
1: like doing the very narrow ruling yeah. of the court. Yeah. Yeah. And this but is. But that, that was an explanation and a frame yeah. that uh, you didn't see in the fucking New York Times. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I it's mean, it's also
0: courts now stacked with like. The most psychotic federalist society. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well,
2: I mean, again, on immigration, there was this amazing court case. You know, amazing, definitely in quotations, about a guy who was shot in Nuevo Laredo by a border patrol agent, and it was a kid, right? Like sixteen-year-old kid, I believe. And the border patrol agent shot him in the back of the head, and he was on the Mexican side, right? Oh yeah, this just and just was ruled. Yeah, right? yeah. Last year, yeah, and basically the argument in front of the Supreme Court from... It was actually... It had been initiated by the Obama administration, but carried on same argument
1: from Trump. But wait, but no, but this was... Wasn't there one like this just ruled on last week? Oh,
2: shit, maybe. But yeah, this one is uh, the Hernandez case, so they would have been last year. And the argument, which the court bought, was that if an American agent of the state, in this case Border Patrol, was found guilty of killing somebody... In Mexico or whatever and even allowed to stand trial in Mexico and this was the argument they made in literally in the Supreme Court's ruling this is what they ruled in the uh, in the federal government's favor was well what would that mean about drone strikes <laughs> would those people then have a right to uh, you know uh, try some guy in Nevada who bombed them with an Xbox controller and so like oh well Obviously, we can't allow that to happen, so no. There's no standing. Kicked, yeah. Killed the case.
1: Well, there was a ruling. And that,
2: that's the kind of logic that happens in our courts, right? This might
1: have been the same Ernetta's yeah. case. I yeah. don't remember, um, because the ruling last week or something was... Maybe it was a different case, but it was a very similar case. So yeah. I think it actually was this. And the ruling was they were the family was trying to sue. Yeah. And they, the ruling came down standing. that they had no standing to sue.
2: Which would have been on the same basis. And there's like five of them that are currently in place. Because okay. there was another shooting in Nogales, Arizona. Where, again, a Border Patrol agent. There was uh, like a slotted fence uh, a Nogales, a steel fence. And the Border Patrol agent... Shot again another child who was buying a hot dog at a hot dog stand in Nogales. And the Border Patrol agent, who was apparently reportedly was bored, so he left his booth or whatever to go out and relieve his boredom and just shot a kid in the fucking head, you know, through the fence, uh, while he was purchasing apparently a hot dog in Mexico or whatever. So that one's been going through too. So that might have been it as well. Uh, there's also (laughs) another one that's currently going through the courts too of uh, Border Patrol in Texas were on a little riverboat or whatever, which I didn't fucking know they had. But they are riding this little riverboat down the Rio Grande and one of them just started firing randomly into this park in Mexico and killed a father who was there at his child's birthday party. So, that one also... (laughs) That one's a newer one, so it might be working its way through it still. But, you know, the standing thing was a big issue. But anyways, this is all a long way to go of just saying... Uh, this is hell world and again I think I said this last night but if this country was just wiped off the map it would actually
1: be better for everybody yeah this country maybe some others yeah Great Britain yeah.
2: especially <laughs> we saw well we saw
1: some <laughs> actual video footage some like mm-hmm. um, yeah horrifying. sniper spotter mm-hmm. um, video footage uh, that sounds basically a lot like that in the mm-hmm. um, documentary we saw Gaza, uh, fights, for yeah. freedom. Gaza fights for Freedom um, of, uh, IDF, uh, shitheads, uh, like giggling about blowing yeah. away, uh, unarmed, children. Yeah. Unarmed you know, people. Yeah. 266
0: children. people. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, I remember, you know, one of my, children. one of my great, like radicalizing moments in college when I first started like getting in touch with the anti-war movement and stuff was we had watched this documentary called Janine Janine. And uh, about the town of uh, Janine, where the uh, Israeli, the IDF, had just like completely leveled the fucking town. And I mean, it's the most like gut wrenching shit that you could ever sit through. And uh, luckily, everybody in America is blessed to never have to look at any of the stuff that we fund or, you know, create. But yeah, it's it's. I, I remember when you guys were talking me how depressing the movie was. I was like, yeah, it's about Palestine. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was no surprise. That's yeah. why
0: I was not exactly <laughs> yeah. looking forward but to yeah. seeing it.
1: Yeah. Well, you know. Um, no. Yeah. I, You know, everything's come, you know, everything comes back to this. But there is one presidential candidate who uh, on a national stage referred to, you know, israel as being run by a racist reactionary government yeah
2: so. and uh refusing to go to apac i mean some of that stuff is so huge uh yeah talking like, about
1: jesus talking about actually saying on the debate stages talking mm-hmm. about the the dirty wars yeah like in, in the over when he like over- literally uh, listed all the go- I, uh, governments i, 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 and, I like, un- nearly fucking fell over
2: I mean, for I guess for all our younger listeners who are in the fifteen-year-old demographic or whatever, um, this, this is the thing explain how unbelievable for somebody who's been like uh, on this earth who's for 40 been years, thinking about that that right there those two is, things,
1: yeah. but especially talking about denouncing the dirty wars, yeah. and the the overthrows in Central America is a thing like is like a. Fantasy, like mm-hmm. an idle, like adolescent fantasy yeah, of yeah. mine, like as like ima- thinking, like imagining what a world would be like where a mm-hmm. a president could actually stand up and denounce the past crimes, specifically the, yeah. the Reagan administration's crimes, specifically in the the dirty wars in Central America. But I mean, he he talked about. Oh yeah, no, no, that's no surprise to Bernie Sanders because he's talked about all this stuff vocally for many, many years. But to say it up on that stage, and maybe then to be able to say it because he did in this campaign, Mm -hmm. because this is a key. You know, there's so much to this because it's one thing for him to have said this stuff in the past, but actually, he know and he knows this. He knows what he's doing. This is like this is a guy who's not just running to be president; he's running Mm -hmm. to actually try to do shit. And you know this because. By saying it actually in the debates. Yeah. Y- this is how American politics works. Um, it's not means no one's going to be able to criticize him, but it does mean that if he's elected and he says this stuff, he it can be legitimately asserted that he was elected on a mandate to do so. Yeah. Yeah. And that, Mm -hmm. That is what you have to, you have to talk about, um, you have to talk about the, the biggest version of the shit you're going to do in the actual campaign because that is the implication in our sort of system and, um, it matters. It matters a lot. Yeah. And I mean, I think too, for decades,
2: right, there was this idea of, mentioning like actually outwardly mentioning what the US does abroad like in stark real terms was like invoking Voldemort or something like you weren't allowed to do it and uh, if you did you would die or whatever and the reality I mean, he broke he pierced the reality which is that no like nobody fucking supports any of this shit and if you bring it up like what are they going to do come and tell you about how great the contras were yep i mean that's been their big thing like they had the oppo thing about bernie talk bad about the contras in the 80s and you saw all like some people went full force on that but like most people like really kind of like shuffled their feet a little like yeah but if i bring that up then i have to defend the <laughs> contrast right? and it's not it's Which, not going to take well, you a very long to figure the out like
1: media did i mean yeah you know this is uh Uh, Bill (laughs) O'Reilly's entire uh, career is based on, like, being in Central America defending the Contras. But um, what I mean is though like, right now, like... But now, in this moment, yeah. yeah. people feel, like, like deeply uncomfortable, like, if I start defending the the Contras, I might
2: look up some photos. The playbook (laughs) is to forget about those things.
1: Brush them off, defend them at the time, and then just let them not be spoken of again. Because to have to bring them up into the light of day at this time. But that is why talking about it in the campaign matters. Because it shows yeah. it, it's then puts on the record when you're elected that these yeah. are popular positions and that takes the power that takes some of the sort of propaganda level power away from yeah. the, the right. Yeah.
2: Well, maybe that's like a good note to maybe end this. <laughs> Cuspany,
1: yeah. yeah. Wide ranging.
0: Well, as you predicted, discussion. Greg, we touched a lot on that one. So yeah. we have two patrons to thank Nicholas late and Tim Prince. Thank you for joining the ranks. Uh, as, we said Welcome, at, suckers. as we said at the yeah. top of the show, if you want to be like them, go sign up, five bucks, yes, lots of shows. We're about
1: to record a Patreon episode in which we will briefly review some of the highlights of the great, um, Katie Twitter dust it's up a victory lap. We were, yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> we're yeah, going to yeah. take a little victory lap. We finally K- got, he got mad to online, block guys. us, which <laughs> by the way, she almost never does. Yeah. Yeah. She has a no block
2: policy, which <laughs> yeah. I actually do respect, but yeah. now I don't respect and her. We, she blocked us. <laughs> we
1: got her to block us, um, by just pa- basically mostly by pasting a screenshot of one of her own transphobic <laughs> tweets back at her, uh, yeah. several times. Um, I'm going to talk about my, yes, actual, literal, real conversation was it was with real. Ari Hoffman it when he called the beacon to complain mm-hmm. about them playing Gaza Fights for Freedom on the basis of him being a reactionary Zionist shithead. <laughs> and um, I had a surreal conversation with him that yeah. I assume will it- end up. Chopped into his podcast. Um, So we'll Uh, talk about that a bit. Greg also agreed to go on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Implicitly (laughs) by talking to him on the phone. Um, And some other stuff as well. So, um, uh, you know, that's all coming up on this week's Patreon episode.
0: That's right. Thanks, Greg. And thanks to all of you for listening. I don't think we have any plugs. Actually, this is going to come out before... I am going to be at the Ballard Library on the 8th at noon is Saturday Saturday talking yeah. about podcasting tips tricks and uh, Yeah, it's
1: the Seattle Podcasters Guild event, right? That's right. Yep. Uh,
0: Jason Rigdon is putting this one on. We'll put a link in the show notes.
1: Yeah, and people, if
2: you have any problem with your computer right now, it's not booting up, uh, <laughs> running slowly, anything like Ryan. that, come to no. this and ask Colin. No. He will help
1: you. He's Offer not valid a computer for guy, And he will help
0: you. <laughs> that is a lie. He'd rather die. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.